Bruner 1.0. We are struggling through this podcast once again because I'm still sick. Uh, I Here's the good thing about being sick. I finally start to sound like a man. You know, I have this squirrely voice and finally it's deeper. I sound like I am the age that I am and I didn't just get back from my high school prom. So this is great. Sickness is a beautiful thing because it deepens your voice. Let that sit. Let that sit. Okay, that was weird. Moving on. SmackDown Live. Uh, I watched it this morning, and I think it's a, it was a pretty solid show. We start with the women, which is something they've been doing a lot of, and I don't know if it's just to get... I want to say it's to get it out of the way, but it's not because they had women wrestling at the end of the show. So I think this was a great way to start the show. They had Daniel Bryan out there saying, hey, we're going to do the contract signing for Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. And sure enough, he doesn't want it to end in fighting, and it does. So I think it was a solid way to start the show. Alexa Bliss is money on the microphone. I thought she was kind of garbage from her time in NXT. She just kind of had her one-trick pony, and she's been stepping it up. So I'm really happy of the way. I'm really happy with the way that uh, that first that first segment went. She slapped her. With the uh, with the contract and then threw it in her face and then flipped the table on her. Oh my gosh, so good, so good. Alexa Bliss, your money, your money. I don't think she's gonna win the title at Backlash, which is coming up in like three weeks. But solid way to start the show for sure. Uh, American Alpha made their return on this show. They took on the Usos. Whoever won this match got the number one contender spot for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, I guess the the believability of this is kind of messed up because, let's be honest, if you have an MCL sprain or injury, whatever they called it, uh, you're going to be out a little bit longer than uh, Gable was. But that being said, I thought this was a great match, and they told a story. That's the whole point of wrestling. You want to tell a story. So the Usos targeted Chad Gable's knee, and then when he makes the hot tag to Jordan, Jordan comes in and does his thing. He, like, you know, revs up the crowd, is really uh, on the money with his suplexes and all that stuff. And then when Jordan has the opportunity to tag Gable, he doesn't do it because he realizes his partner's hurt. And that's money. That's what you want to do. You're not going to tag in the hurt guy and say, hey, go win us the match. No, you're going to stay in. You're going to see if you can power through because you are the healthy one in this tag team. And then... It ended up costing him the match. That's great. I think it's a great way to sell Chad Gable's injury. And then I think it's a great story for the Usos to finally try and get redemption. At the end of the at the end of the match, they go backstage and they uh, talk to Rhino and Heath Slater who are eating their cheese whiz and their crackers. And they've got this new chant called instead of Uso, it's Rhino. I thought it was great. I thought it was really great. So I like the way they're portraying the Usos as the heels. I like the way that they're selling Chad Gable's injury. I like the way that they're trying to make uh, Rhino and Heath Slater the baby faces that everyone can get behind. Uh, I think the Usos will actually take the titles because they're just, I think they're really good as heels. So I thought the match was great. It could have been could have been better if, uh, no, it could have been better. I, can't, I say that for every stinking match. It could not have been better. I think it was great. Leave it alone, Austin. Leave it alone, Bruner. <laughs> Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin Jack Swagger is on the uh, on commentary why okay this one could have been better this one definitely could have because they keep 
pooping on Apollo Crews. The dude is money. He's huge. He can do flips. He can do kicks. He's got a solid finisher. He, like, deadlifted Baron Corbin and did a Samoan drop. Like, that was money. And then he lost. The end of days. He, he just lost. I don't get it. I don't get it. Swagger and Corbin exchanged uh, some some strongly worded messages towards each other at the end there. So here, that's what they're doing. They're pushing Baron Corbin and Jack Swagger to have a match, probably at Backlash. Everyone's going to get behind Jack Swagger because we the people and he's an American and all that stuff, which is great. But why are you pooping on Apollo Crews, who is money? Okay, the dude doesn't talk very much. Whatever. But he's money in the ring. Just give him a chance to showcase his athleticism, and I think uh, I think you'll have a great superstar on your hands. You can make him a main eventer in no time, but they, they just don't do it. So that was disappointing that they continue to let uh, Apollo Crews just kind of fall by the wayside. I know he's basically a jobber at this point. It's like, really? This guy came in to NXT with so much hype. He was on a, a winning streak for so long. I think his first loss was to, it might have been to Baron Corbin <laughs> in NXT. I can't remember now, but it might have been Baron Corbin. I feel like it was Finn Balor, but it might have been Baron Corbin. I don't know. I don't get it, but that's, you know, maybe he said something wrong to the wrong person backstage, and next thing you know, he's just, he's nothing. So, who knows? Uh, Dolph Ziggler and The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Daniel Bryan said, hey, you don't have to have this match, but you'll lose your contract that we just agreed to if you do. I like how they're making this almost uh, like an NFL storyline, you know? It's all about contracts and money and uh, the debate going on between that. I think it's great. So The Miz had to stay in the match. Uh, I thought it was a pretty solid wrestling match, you know? There was no big mess-ups. There was nothing too crazy about it, though. So uh, I thought it was great that... The Miz tried to have his wife, Maurice, get involved. She gets kicked out. And then he does what she was going to do anyway and sprays Ziggler in the face with the hairspray. Boom. Miz wins. Yeah, I, that's his character. He's got to be the guy who wins by, like, you know, hook and crook. Hook and crook? Is that what I'm looking for? I don't know. By hook or by crook, The Miz is going to win by cheating. And that's the, he's a heel guy. Every time he wins, people get ticked off. I think that's great. So uh, I I didn't like that the the Miz kicked out of the zigzag. Why are we making finishers a thing of the past? Like that's the point of a finisher to finish the match. Is his finisher the super kick now? Is he the new Shawn Michaels? That's what they made it seem to be because he kicked out of the zigzag. So I thought that was kind of silly that they ended the match. Uh, well, that they didn't in the match with a finisher. They did, but it was with uh, with uh, the, what is that called? The skull-crushing finale. There you go, Miz. So, I you know, I thought it was clever. I thought it was cool that the Miz won with the hairspray, just like his wife was going to, but then got kicked out. You know, and once again, you're telling a story. So, and the Miz is great as a heel, and hopefully this is a big build for Ziggler, who hasn't won jack squat in how long? A couple years? A couple months? Feels like forever. So you're really creating this babyface dude with Ziggler. Uh, Randy Orton versus Eric Rowan. Not much to not much to say here. The 
Eric Rowan sheep mask had a bunch of paint on it as if he's the Joker. Eh. You know, Eric Rowan threw a drop kick, which is cool because he's huge. He's huge, excuse me. <coughs> Gross. Uh, you know, Orton won with the RKO, and then uh, Bray Wyatt popped up on the screen and did this whole uh, shtick where he says, I'm a god, and you are just a human, and gods never die. Uh, it's the same old stuff. I hate to say it, but it's just it's, it's the same old stuff. So... Hopefully, they give Bray Wyatt a win over Randy Orton, and then he can continue his little God speak. I don't even know what to call it. It's just weird. I don't, I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. He needs to win a match, kind of like Apollo Crews. you got to make the dude win to make him relevant. Otherwise, every time he gets in the ring, I'm never going to believe that he wins. You know? When John Cena gets upset, it's an upset because he wins all the time. So when he loses, it's like, whoa, John Cena lost. When Kevin Owens beat John Cena, that skyrocketed him. Skyrocketed him. Whew, that's tough to say. It put him in the main event like immediately because he beat John Cena on his first ever WWE match. That's awesome. Bray Wyatt hasn't won in like three years. I don't know if he's ever won a match ever in history. The way they treat him. Same for Apollo Crews. I'm not sure he's ever won a match. So we'll see what they do with him. Uh, the women's match I alluded to at the beginning, Nikki Bella and Naomi versus Carmella and Natalia. Uh, before the action even started, Carmella pulled Nikki Bella to ringside and attacked her, and then that was the match. Yeah, that, that was it. I promise. That's how it ended. It made no sense. Could you have made the show work without doing that? Probably. It was, it's just a waste of time. And, I mean, that's what they have to do. They have to fill time. But, like, you could have sold that somewhat better, I would like to think. You know what I mean? Maybe just uh, have someone win really fast. Maybe have Carmella and Nikki go fight in the back. And then you have Naomi versus Natalia in a singles match. I don't know. It just seems like there's so many better ways to make that happen. Uh, the story they're probably trying to tell is that Carmella is so infatuated with beating Nikki Bella, she can't even wait for the bell to ring. I don't know. I, I didn't get it. Uh, so that was like a good, you know, two or three minute segment that just uh, didn't work. Um, let's see. And then the final match was Dean Ambrose versus John Cena. Uh, Cena hits the attitude adjustment for two count. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ambrose hit the Dirty Deeds, which was also a two count. So I don't get, once again, the finishers are not finishers. And I just, I hate it. You know, if it's going to be called the finisher, let it finish the match. Uh, it, it, it felt kind of sloppy. It wasn't, it wasn't very well told. It just seemed like it was these two guys are beating each other up, and that's that, which is fine. Those are good matches sometimes too. But when you have John freaking Cena and Dean freaking Ambrose, they should be able to put on a phenomenal match. And it just wasn't. I feel like they rushed it. And maybe they had to because of timing. I don't know. It is a live event from that, from here on out because SmackDown Live. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? So Dean Ambrose actually won with a roll-up, which was awesome. And then John Cena, I swear, he has this down to a T where he sits down on the ramp and he just looks, in, looks on in disbelief. It's like, whoa, I just lost. Oh, man. It's the same sit he had when he lost to The Rock at WrestleMania. He just sitting on the ramp in disbelief with one arm against the... Uh, the ramp, his legs splayed out, and he's, ah, oh, I can't believe I lost. It's just funny. Uh, but 
AJ Styles comes down and he says, or he doesn't say anything. He beats up John Cena, and then he Pele kicks Dean Ambrose. And then Daniel Bryan comes down and says, you know what? I don't think it's fair that Dean Ambrose did not get his one-on-one rematch because that's what Shane McMahon said he would get. So next week on SmackDown Live, we have Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. And I think that's awesome because that's what should happen storyline-wise. So Dean Ambrose gets two shots at the title. He can either win next week or he can win the triple threat at uh, Backlash. Here's what I think they should do. AJ Styles should win this match next week clean. No kicking in the groin, none of that baloney. Just let him win it clean. You have to make him look like a legitimate champion. This is his first title defense. Let him win it. Then, at the triple threat match, you can have Dean Ambrose pin John Cena, and then AJ Styles loses by someone else being pinned. Or you can have AJ Styles keep it and maybe pin Dean Ambrose. I don't know. There's just... I think you have to make Ambrose look strong here because, like he said, John Cena's a part-timer. He's going to leave again at some point. So that's what you're stuck with. You have to make AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose look as good as possible here because John Cena's going to leave. If you give him the title, you're banking on him being full-time again. I don't know if that's the case. I'm not behind the scenes. I don't work in WWE. I wish I did, but I don't. So that's what I, they have three weeks to figure this out. And frankly, I think SmackDown was the better show. I think they turned in a... Because uh, I'm going to stick with this analogy, through thick and through thin. They turned in a B paper, they got a solid B+. Plus. You know, the women's match at the end, the tag team was stupid. But from the get-go until that match, I thought everything was pretty strong. You know, Apollo Crews and Baron Corbin was kind of a waste as well. But it was a solid match overall. You know, there was good moves. Uh, you know, they're trying to tell a story with Jack Swagger, whatever. So, yeah, I think one wasted segment, totally wasted of a segment, and the rest of it was pretty solid. So that's like an 88. Solid. Solid paper if you're going to college. Uh, Backlash is in three weeks. This coming Sunday is Clash of Champions. That will be on the WWE Network. We will have some sort of reaction on Monday morning, hopefully. Um, and then we'll go from there. Here's what you do. You go to thegeekverse.com. I've got NBA 2K17 sitting in front of me. I need to play this, so let's get through this quick. Uh, the Geekverse on Facebook, the, the Geekverse Struggle Bus on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff. You go to thegeekverse.com. You click on our merch store. You buy some shirts. We've got tons of crap in there. It's awesome. Just buy one. It's like 20 bucks. You can go to Meyer or you don't have Meyer in Buffalo. You can go to Wegmans and get a stupid shirt for like 15 but they're stupid. You're, not, you're never going to wear it. You go to the Geekiverse. You buy it for 20 or 15 or whatever they are. I haven't even looked lately because I'm poor and broke and a loser. I haven't looked lately, but they're pretty cheap. So go to thegeekiverse.com. Look at the merch store. Buy some stuff. Or you can go to Amazon through the Gigaverse, and buy the same old crap you're already going to buy, and then it helps us out. We get a small kickback for driving traffic to Amazon. So, thegeekiverse.com. All of our social media is there. Follow it. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. Instagram. Snapchat. Tumblr. Twitter. I said it all. Okay. And then the merch store. That's awesome. Amazon. That's awesome. All of it's awesome. Go to thegeekiverse.com. Look at all of our stuff. We just got a new review for uh, NHL 17. I'm... Formerly challenging Josiah right now. He can be the Sabres, I'll be the Red Wings, because we know which team's better. Yeah, guy. 
Red Wings are better. 25 straight playoffs, and don't you forget it. Uh, what else? Madden's up there. Bruner versus Booner's up there. Uh, we just reviewed, I believe, a Batman Arkham segment. Uh, I'm going to have to look at that because I don't remember which exactly it is. Uh, there's tons of stuff on there. Go check it out. I'm out. I'm going to go play some NBA 2K17. Watch for that review on thegeekverse.com soon. See ya.